to the Voices of the Potomac podcast by Meeting Professionals International's Potomac chapter. On our twice monthly podcast, you will hear from MPI chapter and global leaders, as well as industry experts speaking on all things related to meetings and events. Our podcasts are released on the first and third Wednesday of each month, so set those reminders and be in the know. I'm really excited about this podcast series. It's our first series. We're doing three podcasts um, in a row here on leadership and how to know when you're a leader, knowing your place and, and, and growing yourself. So leading us through this is Azigid Habtawald, or as I've gotten to know him, AZ. Um, he, uh, he's, he's the author of, a, of an Amazon number one best-selling book, Overcoming First-Timer Syndrome, and he's a coach, facilitator, uh, helping and serving corporate association and government um, entities and clients in the U.S. and overseas. Very, very excited to have you on the program, AZ. So I know we're going to do this in, in three chapters um, or three podcasts. The, the first one's going to be knowing your own place, knowing when you are ready to be a leader and how to do that. The second podcast will be um, how to deliver the results as a leader, how to be a leader. And then the last one, which is the most important thing and very important in the world of MPI and, and leadership and volunteerism is being able to articulate your leadership, develop people, have somebody that's ready to, to step in behind you so you can move on. Um, so welcome to the program. And why don't you uh, open it up? Just tell us a little bit about how, how do you know when it's your turn, when you're ready to be a leader? Thank you very much, uh, Troy. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here to have this conversation with you. I'm glad that uh, our association is empowering leaders, and this is an honor for me to be here and contributing my share. Definitely, we all are leaders, because as you know, there is one long conversation, but I think uh, right now, I would say the majority of uh, the leadership experts in the world agree that leaders are made. Therefore, each and every one of us are leaders and we have to look for opportunities to be proactive and serve. And in my book, Overcoming the First Timer Syndrome, I talked about how to do that because a lot of people, even if they are ready, even if they have what it takes to be the next leader, they are afraid consciously or unconsciously, and therefore they're not stepping up and taking leadership opportunities. Those who have, who have been noticed and promoted, they struggle in their first leadership role, partly because there are a lot of pitfalls. And in my book, I talked about how to overcome and thrive beyond first-time leadership pitfalls. Pitfalls. That's that's fantastic, and that's very true. You know, you don't often hear the term servant leadership, and and really, I mean, that it's almost like you can't say leadership with under, without understanding that it has to be servant, right? Uh, at least that's the philosophy that I've been been taught. Um, do you find that that's true? Is that is that really like you sort of alluded to that, like that you've got to be ready to, you know, ask for help or share the help or or whatever that takes. Talk a little bit about that servant leadership idea. Uh, definitely, definitely. You know, there are different types of uh, leadership uh, styles. Some prefer charismatic leadership, transformational, transactional, servant leadership. And I agree with you. 
in the 21st century, organizations, both for-profit and non-profit associations, governments, they are looking for servant leaders. At the end of the day, leadership should be about others, about giving your best, your talent in the service of others. And successful leaders, if you go back in history or now in your organizations, in your communities, in your country, those successful or, uh, leaders are the ones that are serving because leadership at the end of the day is about others. It's not about you. And those people who have the best interests of others, they always succeed because their intention, motivation is about serving others and their organizations and the greater good. I can't remember, and I wish I would have found this quote before. It may have been Lincoln or, or somebody that said, leadership is the courage to go first. Can you talk a little bit about like what, what that looks like as, as, as you're trying to determine, you know, um, the, I'm always the one to raise my hand first to do something. Is that a sign that you're ready to be a leader? Um, how do you see that sort of unfold? Definitely, though, think about this. Earlier, we talked about how many organizations, countries, and associations, communities are starved of leaders. If you think about the challenges that we are facing now, they call upon every one of us to step up, to become leaders in the area of our passion. Every one of us, we have a passion, a talent, a gift, something that we could give to the world. The problem is that we have a wrong definition for leadership. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of definitions of leadership. And people think that, hey, I'm not ready because I don't have this, I don't have this, and I don't have this. But leadership is about, like you said, raising your hand and uh, saying that uh, I'm here if you need me. And there is something you could give. And leadership, of course, starts with courage. The courage to say that this is my turn to serve. Each and every citizen, team member, employee should have that mindset. We should not wait until we're given the title, maybe the authority and so on. We should say, you know what? At least I am a leader for my job description. I am a leader for my team, for my organization, wherever I am. You don't need to, to be given some titles. Actually, in the 21st century, Organizations expect everyone to lead wherever they are, which means they are having flat organizational design on purpose. They want you to be creative. They want you to be resourceful. They want you to go the extra mile. And if you do these things, you become indispensable. And then they promote you. They give you titles. They, 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 they take you to the next level. And definitely, that's why when I started my book, about overcoming first-timer syndrome, I started with the mindset. And leadership at the end of the day is about three things. Your mindset, attitude. Earlier we talked about servant leadership. You need to have an attitude that you are a leader to serve others. You, you are a leader because you have something to give to the world around you. The second thing is it's a skill set. You need to have some competencies. Even if you have the mindset, the attitude, if you don't have competencies, you can't be successful. And then the third, the character set or the personality set. Yeah, you have the mindset, the attitude, you have the competencies, but if you don't 
make a transformation in your personality to be the right person to lead in that role, you won't be successful. And I divided my book into three parts. The first two antidotes to overcome the first-timer syndrome and go beyond the first-time leadership pitfalls are concerned about the mindset, how you should believe that you're ready to be a leader. Just know your, yourself, your uniqueness, your strength, and then own your place, become assertive, overcome the imposter syndrome, make decisions, go out and lead. That's why they promoted you. That's why you are in that place. And the next five antidotes about competencies, we're going to talk about that, one of them in our next podcast. And the last parts about your personality and three of the antidotes, they focus there. And I'm glad that you picked one of those for, for us to talk about how leaders could be successful in their first time role. And definitely, you have to have this mindset that you're ready, you have what it takes, and go out and rock it. Yes, I love it. Go out and rock it. That's perfect. And it's it's what you're saying too. In the new normal that we're in, where everybody's working from home, there is a certain expert expectation for us as remote workers to be leaders in our own environment. You have to be a leader when it comes to scheduling your day, whether you're dealing with kids or, or family in the house or the delivery coming, you know, mid, what's your decision to own that time and, and be responsible to your company, right? So um, it's, that's, that's very, very poignant for our time. You, you um, mentioned a very important thing. I wanna emphasize that because uh, before the, the COVID, COVID-19 organizations were not okay to let people work remotely. Part of the reason, because people may not lead themselves remotely. Yep. But we were forced to, to, to let people work remotely. And what we learned is that those employees who took leadership, who were very proactive, and those who could be able to lead themselves successfully remotely, they are the ones actually overperforming. And actually, we provide webinars on how to be successful in telework because, like you said, nobody's around you. You have to have your own leadership skill to help you strategize, plan, and make sure you report and let your boss know what you're doing. Reach out, communicate with your team members, stakeholders. All of these things are leadership skills. It's fantastic. In the past, you don't need to do maybe all, all of these because people see you there, you see people, that's fine. But now when you are remote, actually, you have to be proactive, go the extra mile, become a leader and do all of those things, communicating with team members, your leaders and planning, strategizing, evaluating your work, report to your boss, let them know what you're doing and so on and so forth. I think that's a great thing that, you know, so many people are you know, use the term, I've got to report on this, or I need to submit this report, or so-and-so needs to report to me. But I think we, we, we've put a negative connotation on the report. All we're talking about is communication, right? Reporting is communicating. That we're, we're keeping the, 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 the channels open in order to make sure everybody's moving forward. And I think, um, you know, 
I work in technology and, and we've we've done virtual events for years and to really be forced into this so quickly would have probably been another decade before we got to the level of work working remotely, um, holding events remotely or virtually um, that we were forced to do in, in 10 months, right? Or, or weeks yeah. even. So yeah. <clears throat> it is very interesting how that's that's all evolved. When it comes to communicating remotely, you're right. It's not about reporting, it's about communicating. And one of the things we tell our audience is that you could be a team leader or a member. Remember that when you work remotely, a leader, you just want to know what's working for them or if they need your help. It's not like micromanaging them or checking on them when you ask them to, to let you know what they're doing. What you're doing is let me know what you've done, what you plan to do next week, and if there is anything I can help you. If you are a team member, letting your boss know, even if they don't ask you, you don't want to be unnoticed. You don't want your team members and your boss and other stakeholders to think that you're not doing your job. Maybe you are over-delivering, but you have to communicate what you're doing. Tell them, hey, here are a couple of things I've done this week. Here are the things that I want to do next week. And here are the challenges I'm facing. I need help from you on this. Yeah, we have to be proactive. This is leadership. Take leadership, communicate with your boss or communicate with your people so that it's about the greater good. You want to make sure that things are going forward. And if there are any challenges you want to know or let others know so that they are fixed and you move forward. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and for just in my own style, so I report to an executive VP that um, she's always like, Troy, we know you're doing what you need to do. Like, you don't have to have to keep me in the loop on all these things or CC me on these emails. But I am absolute, I love to just give her these little nuggets of like, hey, just want your two cents on this so that she can really quickly just go, oh, wow, that's cool. And he's still moving forward on that project or, or whatever it is. Um, the last little piece here is we kind of wrap up our first um, first of this three three series that we're doing with you is what about the other side? So we've kind of talked the, this, this 10 minutes about how do I know when I'm ready to be a leader, but give me a little bit about when maybe leadership sees, how do they know when somebody's ready to be a leader and maybe give them that little push? What do you think that there, what do you think the opposite look looks like? Yes, there are leaders who are intentional, conscious about choosing their successors. They coach, mentor them, they make them ready. But some leaders, they may not do that proactively and consciously, but there are certain things they are looking for the next leaders. One of the, the things that they look for is whether this person is doing their current job because there is no point of promoting someone who is not <laughs> handling their current job. The second thing they're looking for is whether that person outgrown that role. Because if the person is not ready in terms of their mindset and skill set and personality to go to the next level, what's the point of promoting them? They're not ready. The third thing they're looking for, they look for whether you have a successor or not, because if they move you to the next level, there may become a vacuum and your job may be hurt and they don't wanna do that. Therefore, they wanna know whether you have 
a successor or not, whether you have prepared someone. Earlier we talked about leaders without successors are failures. Therefore, these three things drive consciously or unconsciously a lot of leaders to know who is ready and promote them to the next level. Absolutely. I think we were talking before the call that I just had a conversation with one of our technicians that wanted to move up into project management. And I said, our leadership is going to ask who's going to fill that role. And for you to be a project manager, we don't want you to still be doing two roles. We want you to move into that position and not be having to backfill the position you just vacated. So you've got to move those two those two cogs forward at the same time, right? So, yeah. Exactly. And also, I always tell people, or when they ask me, when they complain about, yeah, they're not promoting me. I've been here for two years, three years. I got stuck. I'm stagnated. Nobody's promoting me. I always tell them what you just told to the project manager. Uh, are you doing your job right now? Have you outgrown your current role? Have you raised someone? If not, your boss may not want to take you to the next level and leave your current place to suffer. Therefore, we have to be very proactive in terms of letting our bosses know that we're ready to go to the next level by doing our homework. Absolutely. So well put. This is already a great series. I have absolutely enjoyed talking with you. I know we're going to do another recording. Um, again, we're, we're here with AZ, who's the author of Overcoming First-Timer Syndrome, an Amazon number one bestseller, um, author, service leader, coach uh, for many organizations. I really appreciate you coming on our, our Potomac podcast and sharing your leadership skills. I know this was chapter one. We'll, uh, we'll record chapter two next. And uh, again, everybody that's listening out there, our podcasts are released on the first and third Wednesday of each month. So set those reminders and be in the know. Again, thank you, uh, AZ, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Troy, for the opportunity. I enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to the remaining podcasts. Thank you.